game on. Let me get things worse. Yeah, it's good to see Shannon. Shannon, how are you doing? Without divulging too much in a public place. I see you're still on TikTok. So scold, 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 scold. Pastora. I was so happy when Joe said he's moving to 7 p.m. 7 p.m. My time was getting a little much. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it was better. I figured, honestly, that it would be better for most people. Uh-oh. YouTube is giving errors. Just a fair warning. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. It could be problematic. The stream says it's fine, though. The floof. Finally not sick. Thank God. I forgot about the time change. I was here early. Yeah, I was afraid. I was afraid some of you would be here early. So I'm glad you made it to the proper time. This will be the time moving forward. All right. This will be it. On Thursdays, it will be 7. On Saturdays, it will be 7.30. And on Sundays, it will be 6. Just to make it as confusing as possible. Because that's the most fun. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, guys, we have, we have horrible weather. And I'm already having issues. So this may not go well. You've been warned. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully we don't run into problems. Mystic. Oh my gosh. It's good to see you. It's lovely to see you. Yeah, that's that's a pleasant surprise. That's a beautiful surprise. It's seriously, it's really good to see you. I hope you're doing well. I feel like it's been forever since we've talked. All right, while uh while we see if the stream is even going to happen because YouTube is giving me a lot of errors right now, but the stream is fine and it's fine on Rumble and it's fine on X. So I think it's a YouTube thing. And ironically, we're going to talk about that very briefly. So welcome to, to what we do every Thursday. As we all know, we call this the theist thesis. That is not me. That is us collectively. It's a collective term because it's basically what we do. This is a topic-based open forum discussion. I'm going to give a preamble because there's going to be different people watching this based on some things that happened over this past week. So this is a topic-based open forum discussion. The topic is voted on every Thursday night following this stream right here in the Discord group. Unlike church for many of us in our experience, uh, I don't decide what we talk about. You guys decide what we talk about. We are now also multicasting, which is relevant tonight because we're already having problems. We are multicasting to Rumble and X. I will tell you ahead of time, the titles have been problematic. So if you go to Rumble or X right now, the title is wrong. However, it's the right stream. So I'll fix them in post. But just so you know, the live video on those platforms is the proper one. It's just not going to be titled properly. But we're streaming to Rumble, YouTube, and to X as well, formerly known as Twitter. So if the YouTube stream dies, which it seems like it's already going to tonight, as it has in the past, I recommend moving over to one of those platforms, preferably Rumble to give them some traffic because they're doing really good stuff. And, and really it's because uh, we're no longer going to shut the stream down and try again when YouTube boots us. If YouTube boots us, you can find us continuing going on X or Rumble. I will not put it back up on YouTube on live. If it does happen like that, 
in those situations, I will upload the full stream from another platform to YouTube the following day. So in the event you do not follow us to a different platform, if YouTube boots us, you will can see the recorded live stream the following day. You can also listen in and be a part of the verbal conversation by joining the voice channel and the Discord server. That is how you're able to hear other people talk, which I'm sure you will at some point once I join the voice channel because I haven't even started it yet. But that's if you hear other people talking, that's how they're talking. In order to speak on the stream, you will need to become a verified speaker. This is a new thing in the Discord for us because I, it just makes sense. As things grow, we need to verify people who are coming on and talk. So you need to get that, that label on Discord, which is given to people who become a, a member on Discord and, and are active. You need to be an active member. We need to get to know you. And then at a certain point, somebody, one of the moderators or myself, will manually turn you into a verified speaker. And then you can join the voice channel and actually talk. You're always welcome to go on the voice channel and listen, but you might as well just watch the stream if that's the case. That will never cost money, just to be clear. Being able to speak on any of these streams is never going to be a money thing. It's always a be a part of the community thing. Nobody's ever going to ask you for money. In fact, nothing that we do here or that we will ever do is going to cost money to have access to like basic stuff. This is all free. It will always be free. You will never not have permissions of normal stuff because you do not give money. I just want to be super, super clear about that. Please remember to keep swearing if you do come on the voice channel. Keep swearing to a minimum or don't swear at all because I do want younger people to be able to join and I do want us to set a decent example for those younger people. However, with that being said, there will be topics discussed from time to time and that will arise here and there that contain adult language and content. Tonight is one of those times. So as a parent, if you have a child around, I'm leaving it in your capable hands to decide whether this is okay for your kid or not. It's not my responsibility. That is your responsibility. This is your upfront warning about that. I'm going to start the voice channel right now. So give me two seconds. And then I will show you where that is in case you are watching this later or you have not been with us before. So if you come into the Discord, which there is a link in the description below, you can always see our events right here. This is what you're watching at this current moment in time. Then we have a Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Time where we go over culture and news, that's current events and whatnot. And then there will also be a Bible study at 6 p.m. Central Time on Sunday night. But if you come in Discord and you are a verified speaker, you can come down here to podcast call in. You can click that and then you will show up in the audience. You are able to raise your hand. If, if you were in here, there would be a little hand down here. You can click the hand and then I'll see it and then we can bring you on that way. So that's how that works. Quick little review of what we talked about last week. Tonight is essentially a continuation of that last week. And that last week, what we did is we covered how culture has been invading the church. And that looks a lot of different ways. So in one way, the church is literally being invaded. And what I mean by that is we have already established churches with already established denominations and doctrine. So they already have established views and theologies. What we've seen over the past mostly five years, but it's been going on longer than that, is we've seen groups of culture outside of the church slowly seep into the church and then start to change things. Whether that be they change it into progressive Christianity, which we'll talk about in a minute, or they change it to all sorts of other stuff that we will be looking at some odd things tonight. 
The other thing that is really happening predominantly is that new churches altogether are popping up, and these are what we call progressive Christianity. That is not my title. That is not Christian's title. That is the title that they gave themselves. This is not a political thing at all. Politics are involved to some degree as they are with anything, but this is a purely religious thing. These new Christian churches are popping up, and they call themselves progressive Christians. What they mean by that, we covered last week in length. So if you want detail on that, you are going to have to go back to the last week's stream and watch that. But we will do a quick little overview of some of progressive Christianity's ideas and ideologies. And some of those are as follows. Atonement. This is a, a normal Christian thing. It's been around forever and ever. What progressive Christians think is what they believe. They'll refer to Jesus' sacrifice on the cross as a horrific and unnecessary event. That's what they believe. Us as Christians know that without Jesus' sacrifice, Christianity makes no sense. Just point blank. It doesn't add up. It, it's illogical. Theology falls apart. Christian history falls apart. The entire idea of the Messiah falls apart. And then with that, the entire idea of God the Father falls apart. So if you lose Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and you call it a horrific and unnecessary, their words, unnecessary event, you are essentially saying Christianity is garbage. That is a, it is a fundamental and what we call an essential doctrine. It's essential. Without that, you do not have Christianity. The idea that God the Father would require the blood sacrifice of his son is perceived to be an indictment on God's character, turning him into what they call a divine abuser. A divine abuser. And they have this term that they use specifically. They call it cosmic child abuse. So that is the progressive view on atonement. On the same page. Good deal. Now, biblical authority and inspiration, their view in the progressive church, the Bible is viewed more like an ancient spiritual travel journal rather than an inspired or inerrant or authoritative word of God. That one gets a little bit mixed up because we talk about how the Bible isn't really inerrant. However, I don't think anybody here thinks that it is not inspired. You can tell me I'm wrong, but I think everybody sitting here right now believes the Bible is inspired. Some might not think it's inerrant. Some might think it is inerrant. But authoritative, I think we all believe it's authoritative. They don't believe any of that. It's not inspired. It's not inerrant. And it's not authoritative. It is basically a history book of a man, Jesus Christ, who was, what we're going to get into in a minute, not divine. So in the progressive view, Jesus' divinity is not essential. Meaning some progressive Christians believe Jesus is divine. Other progressive Christians do not believe he was divine. They believe he was more of a human example of how to be godly. Which again, without Jesus' divinity, Christianity as a whole completely falls apart. It makes no sense. It's illogical. It's irrational. It doesn't work. Last one real quick and then we're going to roll. You need to go back to last week if you want details on all of this. Original sin, which is another fundamental, essential part of Christianity. The doctrine of original sin is roundly rejected in progressive Christianity with the idea of original blessing put in its place. Progressive Christians do not typically deny that sin exists or that it is a bad thing, but they do often deny that the idea, they do often deny the idea 
that we have some sort of sin nature that was passed down to us from Adam and Eve. So progressive Christians, essentially, they believe in the concept of sin. They do not believe in the concept of original sin. So they don't believe the, the story of Adam and Eve and how sin entered the world. And that sin is something that every human that is born inherently has. They don't believe that. And we'll get into some of that later because they also, in many cases, don't believe in hell and they don't believe in Satan. So if you break all this down just very quickly and then we're going to move on, you will find that progressive Christianity, it takes out virtually all of the essential parts of Christianity. Why might that be? What might a, a reason for somebody coming into a religion and then pulling all of the actual objective in some cases and essential in other cases, pull all of those things out of the religion. Why is that? Think about that for a second. It's not rhetorical. I want you to actually answer it in your head or put it in the chat. If I wanted to destroy a religion, this is the playbook. If I wanted to destroy a religion, I would go into the religion. I would remove what is essential and I would remove what is objective. And what would I replace it with? Subjectivity. If you remove the essential and you remove the objective, there are no reference points to reality. There are no reference points to God. God becomes subjective. Christianity, the entire religion, becomes subjective, meaning whatever I think and feel and want, I can insert into it. In theology, we call this exegesis versus eisegesis. Exegesis is when you read the Bible and regardless of how you think or feel, you take out from the Bible what is in the Bible. Eisegesis is the opposite. You read the Bible and you, you ignore the context, you ignore the history, you ignore the demographic, which we talk about in super in-depth on Sunday nights when we do the Bible study, but you put your feelings, your emotions, and your wants and needs into the text. It's improper hermeneutics. Bad stuff. Now, I do want to show you something real quick, but let me just check. All right, Ghost, I'm going to invite you. You can just rudely interrupt me whenever you would like. Now, the, the thing I do want to look at real quick is this. I don't remember if we did this last week, but I think this would be good review as well. So this is Wikipedia, which is, is now, oddly enough, is like what YouTube uses for fact-checking, which I find kind of funny. But Wikipedia, list of Christian denominations affirming LGBT people. Now, I, I want to caveat by saying this is not about LGBTQ, this is not about the progressive or, or whatever you want to call it, radical. It's not about the political side of anything, okay? But in terms of progressive Christianity, this is the biggest crux right now. This is the biggest thing that people are talking about. This is the biggest thing that is really, it's really flipping the church from the inside out. So this is a list of Christian denominations. We're going to skip some of the countries and areas that don't, they don't apply to us. We're going to go straight to North America. So you have Anglican churches, several there. And, and in many cases, this is not an individual building. This is an entire group of Christians. This is an entire denomination of Christians. And then after we go through this, I'll look at the chat in case I, I missed anything. But you have Anglicans, you have Baptists, which if you know anything about Baptists, you should be like, whoa, whoa. Baptists are the ones, just so you know, the Westboro Baptist Church is famously known for doing wild things, including illegal things, in terms of, of anti-abortion ideology. So the Baptist church is, they're, they're very well known. 
If you Google the Westboro Baptist Church, you will find all sorts of, of wild stuff that they have done in order to combat abortion. So to see the Baptist Church welcoming progressive ideology that is pretty strictly against biblical scripture and biblical principles into their churches, it's odd. It's odd. And it shows it's a very good read on what is happening. It's a very good read on what's happening. The next one is also an incredibly good read, the Catholic Church. Now, there is a caveat, and I like that they put this because it's very accurate. This is almost only independent Catholic churches. What I mean by that is these churches aren't necessarily under the umbrella of Rome. So Rome doesn't necessarily, or at least doesn't publicly, claim them as Catholic churches under Rome. So these are Catholics who independently do ministry on their own. Even then, it's pretty spread. Even then, it's pretty wild for Catholics to have this going on. You have Lutherans, which also are very traditional, extremely traditional. So the fact that Lutheran makes the list at all is pretty wild, and that tells you something. The next is Methodist. This is the one that I know personally, and that's a big one, right? So I've told this story last week, and I've told it before. When I went to get my master's degree in in seminary, I went to a very, very, very Methodist um, graduate school. And a part of, not the whole, but a part of the reason that I could not stand to be there and why I left was because they had rainbows everywhere. And so the focus of the, the graduate school I was at, it was not Jesus. It was not God. It was not theology. And it was not education. It was LGBTQ. To a point, if churches want to do the LGBTQ, cool, cool. But you're an educational center. We are coming to you to learn theology, to learn the Bible. In many cases, to try to get a PhD, we're not there for ideology. We're not there for sexuality, straight or gay. We're there to learn so that we can progress in our academic careers. And instead of that being the focus, rainbow banners through the hallway was the focus. Talking about this was the focus. Altered priorities. If nothing else, priorities are off. Pentecostal, Presbyterian, Reformed, which should also, it's just odd, man. It's very, very odd. And then others, which as we know, there are, are, you know, depending on who you ask, there are anywhere from 20,000 to 40,000 different denominations of Christianity. So a lot of them make the list. All right, give me two seconds. I'm going to look at the chat real quick and make sure I don't miss anything. And then we're going to move on. I have a YouTube video next of the, it shows you some of these churches. Oh, you guys, they're just too, way too much. Bro James, good to see you. Nat, good old Nat. If everyone can say, okay, I'm going to read this. Listen, listen, listen. If everyone can take a moment and say a little prayer for us, we're in the car taking a family trip to New York, and the roads just got really nasty with snow. Just trying to relax and make it there safe. Yeah, Nat, everybody, a little prayer for Nat now. And then at the end as well, give a second to Nat and her family as they try to travel to New York. Yeah, it's supposed to get crazy. It's supposed to get crazy. We're supposed to get super. We're supposed to get hit very, very hard overnight here where we are at as well. Christianity without the cross is like tofurkey or eating cereal with a fork. Well said. Well said. If Christ wasn't crucified, then Christianity would have been totally invalid. They're absolutely codependent. Yeah, 100%. The faith falls apart. God's name for a post-punk band. Good name for a post-punk band. Divine abuser, bro. Yes, that's so good. 
that, I need to put that in the, the 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 quotes thing that we have on Discord. That's really good. That's why it's hard to grasp the idea of not hating those who crucified him. It had to happen, but is still he didn't deserve it. But we did. Oh, we he didn't deserve it, but we did. Jesus was the goat. I'm trying to bring back swell. I feel like I feel like Cat and I say swell sometimes. Swell is a great word. I, I'm in a massive supporter of bringing that word back. My biggest beef with Christianity is that there are thousands of different sects, beliefs, doctrines, and disciplines on top of doctrines, and they all say they are the way. Well, Ruth, you sound like me, a broken record saying that. And that is honestly, I was talking to a bunch of people on Instagram this week, and we talked about that, how that's this. That's why we do this. That's why I started doing this eight years ago or whatever it was, is because, yes, exactly that. There are thousands of different sects, belief, doctrines, and disciplines on top of doctrines, and they all say they are the way. That's the problem. The first part, I don't care. That's religion. That's the way of the world. The ending is the problem. They all say that they are the way. For each individual doctrine, or I'm sorry, each individual denomination to be so freaking arrogant to say that, oh, we're, we're the right one. We're the right one. Everybody else is crazy. We're the right one. The arrogance that is required to hold that view and really mean it is wild to me. It's absolutely insane. They all say they're the way. I was in college and high school at a weird time. We were only able to have like two of every 10 sources be from the internet. The rest had to be books or articles. Yeah, well, you used to not be able to. Bro, James McCoy. Dude, appreciate it. But also, we got to get you off YouTube. I'll talk about that at the end. Don't give money to YouTube, guys. Nobody give money to YouTube. Bro, James McCoy, appreciate you. Love you, seriously. Like, very much. But I'll tell you I'll tell you how to do that next time. Not YouTube. Nobody give money to YouTube. I'd rather not get anything if it means YouTube doesn't get anything, too. We'll talk about it later, though. The fact that there are so many denominations isn't inherently wrong. It's the hubris and dogma that's wrong. Exactly, yes. There's going to be denominations because we're people, and people disagree, and nobody's ever going to fully agree on It's going to happen. It's, it's the hubris and the dogma. That's exactly it. It's the arrogance that is the problem. Orthodoxy doesn't make the list. Please, Lord, don't. Yeah, actually, I, I can't personally say anything about orthodoxy. I don't believe that they've really accepted any of that stuff yet. Thank God. Shannon is a woman of culture with the memes. She is. She is. All right. Well, now to ruin everybody's night. Here we go. Make sure the volume is good. You guys tell me if it's like way too loud or way too soft. So this is the title is I went to a church with drag queens. This is Bo Diddle. I assume that's how you say his name. Check him out. It, it appears that he does a bunch of stuff like this. This is really good stuff. This needs to be done. This is how we get eyes inside of the churches as they do this stuff. So if, if you're interested, go watch some of his stuff, support him however you can, whatever. But he went to a church. I believe he's in Texas. I could be wrong, but this is him walking through. Look at all this, guys. We're inside, and you have rainbow pride preachers everywhere. Go ahead, just snap a couple shots of them. This is crazy, guys. You can't make this up. This is this is the church in 2023. Everything has been market now. This is going to be the craziest video yet. So rise as you are able, in body your spirit, sing with joy to our loving God. 
Good morning. A reading from the Holy Gospel. In case you can't see, this is somebody in drag. I don't know if this is a preacher. I don't know if they're just doing the intro prayer. This is obviously either Methodist or Catholic, if I had to guess, based on the setting, the scene, the type of church, and, and the way that they do their prayer. That's that's my best guess. But they're dressed in drag. Everybody who appears to be staff of the church is wearing a rainbow. Continue. According to Matthew. The first thing that comes to my head is, I'll focus on the family. It reminds me of some of the bigotry and some of the ways in which those family values, if you will, have been hijacked by the religious right. So family values have been hijacked by the religious right. So within 30 seconds of this service starting, are they talking about God or, or Jesus or even their religion, even if it's twisted? No, they're immediately making it political. And this is a part of the problem. Is, is, as much as I would say within, if you want to call them the right, whatever, traditional Christianity for the most part is right wing, I guess you would have to say, I've never heard a service where they get political like this. In fact, under a church planting organization, you are not allowed to do that. You can't do that. They are not under any umbrella whatsoever. So they can say whatever they want and they can go at whatever they want. So immediately it's being made political. How so often those family values lead into discrimination and hatred. In fact and again, the audio is bad. So I'm sorry if this is annoying. But what he said is the family values lead to, to bigotry, hatred, and discrimination. Family values lead to bigotry, hatred, and discrimination. Continue. Sometimes it's even code for those words. For too long, we have denied the full expression of God's loving diversity. We have silenced the voices of the queer community denied beauty of drag, and stifled self-expression. Today, we declare that we will no longer stand idly by as oppression and discrimination are allowed to thrive. We commit ourselves to the people of faith who stand for justice, who rise And just to be clear, what they're saying is not out of the Bible. This is extra text, just to be, just for anybody who's not aware of that. These chants that they're doing, if you go to a mass, like Nat, Nat comes from Catholic Church, I came from Catholic Church, Nat still goes to Catholic Church. But if you go to a Catholic Church, they do this, this unison of prayer, right? And it's actually very, very beautiful. In this scenario, but they do it out of the Bible. In this scenario, it's not. This is their own text that they put together talking about bigotry, talking about hatred, talking about the rights of people. This has, to this has been 100% political so far. I've yet to hear God. I've yet to hear Jesus. Just something to be aware of. The Rainbow Bright Preachers as another great band name. Mikkel, I love you. We recognize that as all people are made in the loving image of God, no matter who they are, how they dress and express themselves, or who they love, we celebrate this divine diversity and commit to lifting up the voices of the LGBTQ+. That is what they are chanting religiously in unison. So 
here and we can't play all of this because it's 17 minutes. This is the point. The point is there is no Christianity in this yet. They are literally wearing costumes, face paint, and they've already said the only religious things they've said are in contradiction to the Bible. Yet they, they put themselves under the umbrella of Christianity. Why is that? I love that Ghost brings this up all the time. What is the intention? Why are they doing this? It's the Trojan horse. It's what it's been. It's what it'll continue to be. They're, they're mocking Christianity and they're mimicking Christianity. And those are two different things, but they're pulling it off at the same time. While they mimic Christianity in order to shift the Christian culture as a whole into seeing this as normal, which it's beginning to, because in the beginning, that, that list of denominations I read you was not like that. It was much shorter and it's longer. And next year it'll be longer and the year after it'll be longer. Because the longer this goes on, they mimic us, they infiltrate, they mimic, they recreate, and then they will shift everything. And now they are literally chanting in unison about diversity, about bigotry. None of these things have to do with Christianity. None of them have to do with Christ. And as we read at the very beginning, their beliefs don't align with scripture whatsoever. So what do they believe? What's the actual religion? The religion is self-identity. You can tell by looking at them. Are they there to worship? Paul actually, when he talks about the head coverings without, because I know this really makes some women upset. In many cases, some of the things that Paul said about women's attire had to do with things like this. In, in many situations, not all, so chill, but in many situations, theologically and historically, head coverings were in order to hide your hair. Because it was a social statement in some demographics, not all, but in some of them, it was a social statement. It would tell people around you something about your identity, about your social status, and that would in turn, that would project. And so Paul, in some of these cases, was saying, women, cover that up so that we all are the same, so that you are not dramatically above social status-wise, appearance-wise, aesthetically, those around you. Paul, Paul, please, please, for the love of God, but we have objective reference points. That's what makes us different. 